You're listening to Bo and Dave's excellent podcast, Chicago's podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bo and Dave's show or Facebook.com forward slash The Bo and Dave Show. Buckle up, bitches. It's about to get juicy. Episode number 68, Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. My co-host Bill is training his liver or resting his liver or something. He's got his uh, his his bourbon tour coming up, so Dave's flying solo today. Uh, real quick before uh, we get off to the races, a quick announcement. You may have seen on social media that you can now hear us on Spotify. Uh, check out um, at Bill and Dave Show uh, on Instagram and Twitter, and uh, you can get all the links there. Also, our website, all that fun stuff. Today we're going to get right to it. Uh, I've got a couple very cool guests, very excited, and uh, we're going to have some fun, I think, with this episode. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. We've got uh, Mia Chalice all the way from Australia. I hope I got that right. And uh, Nardeep Kermi from uh, Philadelphia, the mean streets of Philly. Is that right? Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome. And you guys are calling all the way from uh, Studio City, California. So yeah. that, that's oh, yeah. that's that's awesome. And uh uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mia is, uh, is, is an actress, right? Did you just get into town, Mia? I did on Saturday. Saturday, mm-hmm. Saturday. Welcome. Yeah. Now. Fresh I, meat. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm guessing, is this your first time in the States? No, this isn't. I've been many times before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, you know, uh, um, Young and up and coming actress. And then we got uh, Nardeep Kermi. And, and as I like to call you, I've been reading some stuff about you, Nardeep. And I almost want to call you Mr. <laughs> Film Festival. Holy cow, dude. Hey. <laughs> You've been all over, all over, all over. And uh, um, can we talk a little bit about uh, about this short that you've been showing at different film festivals? Um, sure, sure. Yeah, so... Um, and, and and I've watched a couple of, a couple of your other shorts. I I haven't seen I haven't seen that one. I, I'm going to watch it later tonight. Uh, Pog, right? Yeah, Pog, you got it right. Damn man, Yay, I thought I thought you'd have it. I know I thought you'd have trouble with my names, but shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. And and uh, so so tell me a little bit about this short because you're having a lot of success with this. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been a really wild journey this year with the film. Uh, so Pog is about a sick Americans' response to a hate crime on the Fourth of July. And um, it was sort of my response to uh, the election in 2016 and sort of the just the, the sort of rising fear and hatred that seemed to be bubbling up in, in the sort of political and social climate going on in the country. Um, in particular, hate crimes targeted towards South Asians, whether that's Muslims or Hindus or Sikhs, just like brown people in general. Right. And uh, I, I was having a. I kind of had like a come to Jesus moment mm-hmm. where I was I was in L.A. And uh, it, this was actually the day after the election. I was walking to my 7-Eleven to grab an iced tea wearing like gym shorts and a ratty T-shirt and a pickup truck with these two good old boys drives by and they scream time to go home Osama. It's our country <gasps> again. Are you serious? And, come on. 
Um, yeah, in LA, and 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 in you LA? know, in LA, yeah, liberal hub of like America, right? Oh, um, and yeah, and and you know, I, you know, I I was born in Switzerland. I grew up outside of Philly, and I, I've dealt with you know racist shit my whole life. But it's been a while since I heard it directed so sort of like pinpointed, pinpointed, and weaponized towards me. Yeah. You know, I mean, around nine eleven, there was a lot of it, but this was. This was kind of like, it took me off guard because I hadn't heard yeah, that in a while. Shocked. And then, yeah, it was like shocking. And um, as if that still happens, like I just don't. I, that's the thing. It happens every day to people. It's crazy. Yeah. And even in places where you think it wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. And um, that really hit me. And then I started, you know, the news started really reporting on these hate crimes repeatedly. Like usually if something like this happened towards you know, an Asian ethnic group or whatever, they'd reported on it maybe a day if you were lucky and then they would forget about it and move on to the next news cycle. Yeah, because there's so much shit that's happening. I mean, think about just what happened in Thousand Oaks. Right, uh, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, but what happened was, I don't know if it was just the zeitgeist because we were all thinking about sort of the the fear and hate mongering that was happening in the election and still is happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people started talking and reporting on these events uh, more seriously. And there was basically one or two of these attacks a week. And there was a shooting in Kansas city that sort of drew sort of the national attention where this guy ran into a bar and shot this Indian man uh, screaming, get out of my country. Yeah. And then like, you know, he was caught in a diner and he's, and he told the diner owner, like, yo, I killed one of those Arabs. I may, I may be misquoting there, but, uh, but that's basically the gist. Wow. And the come to Jesus moment happened again. I was like, you know what, if I'm living in LA trying to, you know, make, you know, tell stories, I should, I should be using my voice as a, as an ethnic American, mm-hmm. as an Indian American, South Asian American, to make a change, to make, change, no or make how, a difference. No matter how big the change is, yeah, you try, you know, exactly. Like, like whatever you can do, exactly. Like use the voice to talk about misrepresented, misunderstood, yep. underrepresented uh, uh, groups, uh, because you know, there's plenty of filmmakers and storytellers who are doing the other thing, right? And I, you know, not that I don't want to do that at some point, but I think. It's more the social responsibility that I have felt necessary to tell something. So, especially in this time. Especially in this time. So, Bog was uh, sort of the germination of that, um, uh, and yeah, it's been it's been incredible. The sort of outpour of love and, and the sort of response to it has been been really overwhelming. Because I, I was going to say that. Yeah, it's been great. Like for example, this weekend we're playing. We have. We're playing at four festivals this weekend. No way. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Insane. Yeah. We play tonight in North Carolina. Um, so, and like, I can't go to all of them because yeah, that no. gets cost prohibitive, yeah. but it's, it's been, it's been really cool. And, and particularly to see a sick American, you know, as a lead in a movie with a turban and a beard talking about identity issues in a very contemporary urban environment. The movie takes place in New York uh, during, you know, the national holiday, 4th of July. I think it's really, um, bringing awareness to the to the sort of like issues that we're facing you know in all communities yeah so yeah i don't know i, I, a question. I, <laughs> I think it's awesome and and i think it's i i think it's really it's it says a lot with uh you know with with the with the feedback it seems like you're getting on the short which which is 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 awesome it's got to be it's got to be rewarding for you to put the work in you're taking it around and you're getting great feedback too and that's that's got to be pretty yeah. cool it really, it's nice. You know, I've, I've been making films for a little while now, and this is uh, this, and I had another short that's doing the festival circuit called Monogamish, but the two of them in conjunction, they're they're really, 
getting like really wonderful responses and you know we won awards with both of them which is really lovely but mm. the thing that's most important to me is the audiences when yeah. they see it mm. and you know the conversations that we strike up afterwards yes you know yeah it's it's you know like the festivals are great but it's the audience response that really matters yeah exactly like you know bog in particular i i wrote directed and i was in it and so there's a lot to talk about in terms of craft yeah which is always lovely to talk about craft. But what's really cool is because of the, the two films in con- conjunction, their subject matter, um, monogamous is about uh, non-monogamous relationship and the yeah. fluidity within that and the complications that arise through that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, the conversations that get started, it's about theme, it's about story, and it's about really connecting with one another. And, and, and ultimately, that's the type of work that I want to do. And it's really cool to see that that's finally clicking. And particularly in ways that are in stories that are so specific, yeah. which if I was younger, I'd be afraid. I'd, I'd be like, no, I got to make, you know, something that's more palatable to people. So that's been maybe the most revelatory thing about the whole process is mm-hmm. that, oh, my specific voice and the specific stories that I want to tell are reaching people and, and a wide swath of people. And I got to keep doing that as yeah. opposed to exactly. sort of dumbing it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I got to tell you, you've, you've got, uh, the, the work is great. The, the two shorts that I watched, and I laughed my ass off at both, I thought was great. Uh, Pillow Talk and It's a Cold Night. And, <laughs> and, oh, I'm so glad you found those. And, 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 uh, and, and I, I tell you, and Mia, if you haven't had a chance to check those out, they're great. It's just really well done. And, and this Me is too. this is why I'm kind of, I'm, I'm glad to yeah. have you both here because... Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Because... I might move. My work isn't always about serious stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. My, my films don't really match up to No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, I like it's a balancing act, right? Yeah. Like, I go from something serious. Like, for example, I'm in post production right now for a short that I made with a couple of friends. It's about writer's block. And it's probably one of the stupidest things I've ever made. It's like, fun. but it's so fucking fun and silly and funny. And I just needed a break from the other two things. Yeah. And now like the things I'm writing are super serious, yeah. but it's like, you know, pillow talk and cold, cold night. Those were, you know, on the sillier cold, side. Cold yeah. It's, it's, it's silly. Um, but anyway, sorry. No, 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 no. It's, it's fun. It's funny because, uh, I, you know, it's, it's some of the, some of these, some of these things, it's like, like what I was watching Pillow Talk, and, and I gotta imagine, you know, on the writing part of it, and just the creative part before you before it even gets you know shot, I gotta think it's it's gotta be just a fun story to write, you know, and like how can we shoot this? And I mean, when you watch like Pillow Talk, just the opening five seconds of it, you're like, wait, what 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 am I watching here? And it, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's really well done. And, and Mia, for, for, you've done shorts too, and 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 you've got some background in comedy. And uh, yeah, how how is it? You know, I, I know you're you're here. You guys are doing. Uh, you're, you guys are going to do uh, Dinosaur, and uh, we're going to talk about that. But yeah, how is the how is the entertainment industry in Australia different from let's say you know uh, Hollywood? It's so different. Just the comedy in general in Australia is uh, is worlds apart from what's here. I came here at the start of uh, this year and I did. I'm not, not sure if you know UCB. It's um it's like a great improv comedy kind of school, and the comedy in Australia is just nowhere near. It's just so different. Mm. But I mean, I I I think I prefer American comedy only because I've just grown up watching it more. But I don't know because everyone in Australia just watches American TV. Is it the sensibility and the style or performance, or it's just I don't know. Australians are just quite the raunchy. Yeah, they're very controversial. <laughs> nothing's you know nothing's too hectic. Where here it's it, it's restrained, but 
it has a different style to it, which I'm getting used to. But I, I but I love it. I've obviously done more Australian comedy, but um, yeah, no, it's just different. Well, it's, see, I love Australian comedy. See, it's so weird. Yeah. Whatever you're used to, you like what you don't like. Like, sure. what you're not used to. I mean, and no, no, he's from New Zealand. He's not Australian. Oh, but, like, don't Taika get that. Waititi. Don't get us I know, no, no, he's he's a New Zealander. I'll give you that. But Taika Waititi, like, yes, fucking he's love amazing. him. Everything he does, it's like gold. And, yeah, and it's he's amazing. Very, you know, again, yeah, specific and yeah. Sure. Well, and that's the thing with that I, I would think is tricky, right? Is the comedy because it's so much about timing, and uh, and also like when I'm out here, I'm I'm auditioning in an American accent, so the timing for comedy is just so based on the accent because you have to speak conversational, otherwise it's just oh, yeah. you know like the timing is just so different. Yeah. To how I would speak normally. And it, Aussie, so. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I I always find that interesting too, right? When when. When when somebody from another country has to do, uh, like I guess you'd say, is it an American accent? Is that what you would call it? I guess. Call it a standard American accent. Standard American <laughs> standard, accent. Standard, not regional. So. Not regional. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because was, like the JFK accent. Like, oh that my was god. Or yes, it's not talking about. <laughs> or even like uh like a, like a Philly accent. I think I think there's a Philly accent too out there. <laughs> yeah, there is a Philly accent. I mean, I have a little it bleeds in every night now and then sometimes with like more specific like, words. Yeah, like I'll say orange and people are like what? An orange? No, an orange. orange. I'm like, "Oh, no, orange." Yeah. Orange. Or like there's, you know, John and stuff like that. Oh I'm like yeah, I'm, so I'm a mess though, man. Like I like I grew I have an Indian family, so I have that. Yeah, we had you know, British accents, Indian accents, wow. it's all over the place. So I don't know what my accent is. I think I have like a pretty like standard American accent, I would say, but like with, with, you know, mixing some British colloquialisms in there and, and John and orange. I feel like I have the strongest Australian accent. You do? Yeah. I don't you think? No. I didn't know you were wow. Australian. When I, so I met her on set and I, uh, and when I, was, I met yeah. me in, I'm like, she started talking to Australian accent. I was like, Fuck, what? You're from Australia? I had no idea. Yeah. You know, even here in the Midwest, we run into it. I saw an interview with Jesse Spencer, who's uh, Matt Casey on uh, Chicago Fire. I didn't know he was an Aussie. Really? Neither did I. Yeah. It's strange. See, I think it's so strong, but everyone doesn't really, I don't know. Doesn't really say it. I I mean, I've heard strong Australian accents. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so, so talking about shorts, cause you've now, you guys both have experience in, in doing short films. Um, how is it, how is it different doing like, let's say, I, I know you've done some, uh, uh, at least Nardi, but I know you've done some, 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 uh, some, some TV mm-hmm. and, and I'm sure maybe some, some feature work and stuff. How, how is a short film production different than let's say an episode of a TV show uh, aside from the budget, obviously, um, just from like a, a production standpoint, uh, like, let's say for instance, uh, like, let's say you have a short that's, you know, eight, yeah. min- eight minutes long. How, how long of a process is that to, from like the writing to the, to, to the, the mm. shooting? Is it a, like sure, a week or? Sure. Well, yeah, I guess the, the, I mean, the writing phase can be as long as you want it, right? You could be one of those writers that spends yeah. eight years on eight pages Oh, or you could write it in an evening and then shoot it the next day. So the you know, Definitely. It, yeah, that could like affect that the, in terms of the writing process. In terms of the shooting, usually with a short film, you don't have a lot of time. So yeah. you know, you're you're trying to get as much done as fast as possible mm-hmm. on limited locations and limited money. I'm sure you've experienced that yeah, too, Mia. For sure. I, I mean, I would say the big difference between you know, sort of bigger 
projects is exactly what you said. It's just budget and time. Yeah. Time is the big thing because the craft is the same. Like mm. whether you're coming from behind the camera, if you're a cinematographer and a director, sound guy, whatever, sound woman, like <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah. You have the same troubleshooting things you have on a big set versus a small set. It's just on a bigger set, you have time and you have and you have resources to be able to get them done in a different way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for example, um, I mean, with Bug, uh, we shot the whole thing handheld. There's only handheld. Yeah, in New York, there's only two or three shots that aren't. Uh, there are only two or three shots that have, are on tripod, and there's only two or three shots that actually were lit. Wow. We used everything with natural light because of the limitations of how we had to shoot that. Wow. And it's it was an 18 page script that, or 17 page script that we shot in three days, and we didn't do it with insurance and permits because <laughs> if we did, the budget would have been twice as much wow. because of wow. you know. Three- yeah, because we shot at the 4th of July fireworks and the subways and everything. So we, sh- we crammed it all together. Yeah, true, true. Now, if we had done that with like, a, like if it was an episode of television yeah. or a film, a feature film, I mean, indie film is different. Indie film is pretty much exactly like short films. You just have more days. Yeah. yeah. Um, with a feature film, like then you have to pay for insurance and permits, which means the budget's going up. So right. there's just, just, there's more of a machine that's, that's mm-hmm. built into it. And, um, but I, I mean, I don't know, from my experience, the craft is still the same. It's still like, mm. if, if you're as an, you're an actor, it's hurry up and wait. And then. You, oh, I feel go, like an actor's job is waiting. Right. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i don't know Mia. maybe you can chime in about but, experiences. Yeah. yeah well i mean i've done mostly shorts but I, the way you described it about it being a machine i've done a few features and it, that time is money yeah i mean you're on that set you're out you know as, yeah. as quick as it can happen because mm-hmm. as you said time is money so yeah. it makes sense i mean maybe the big thing so when i went to film school i was lucky enough to shoot film mm-hmm. and uh so that taught me how to to shoot and i still carry those lessons now in terms of you know, making most of your making most use of your time and not overshooting stuff. Yeah, for sure. But that's something maybe I notice on sets now. Mm. It's just that, uh, and not on TV on film because there's still the idea of time is money. Yeah. But like on shorts or indie sets, it's just this mm. idea of you just consistently, you're just like constantly shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. Yeah. Without, you know, just because you can. Yeah, for sure. And maybe that changes how sometimes short films are made. As an actor, though, I feel like when it isn't a short film and you're doing it over and over and over again, it just becomes stale after a while. Oh, I agree. I feel, yeah, yeah like, I agree. Whereas sometimes on features, it's like you get two or three shots and you've just got to well, make yeah. it work. Well, you it's, know? it's one of those reasons why I really like film. I mean, I yeah. sound like an, a you know, fucking 80-year-old man here. <laughs> um, but like, oh, back in the old days when we had film, let me tell you. <laughs> it was it's that idea of like, you know, there's literally money running through the camera. Yeah. So you as an actor, as a director as a cinematographer yeah. assist, like the whole crew has to be on because uh-huh. you don't want to be the one that fucks up no. that, that shot right whereas with digital you, you screw like as an actor there's a freedom in digital just to do whatever you want because you know you'll get another take that's why i have but, so much respect for theater actors i yeah. just have the most like the most respect for them because they have literally one time to make it work but here's the thing so i do a lot of theater right yeah we have four to five weeks of rehearsal See, so it's all different. planned and we're it running it you know different. so like on my sets i like to rehearse beforehand whether yeah. that's on the day or yeah. like a, a day before or two days before mm-hmm. just so we all are in the same wavelength yeah you and know? most of the time i mean we didn't we didn't meet for our scene we did not and we were, <laughs> you know it was like just go straight into it yeah and you just have to be prepared to just oh yeah end at the person that you've never met is your best friend oh yeah, yeah. You know? know your stuff and go for yeah. it yeah yeah that's awesome now now this this film short you guys are doing now is is kind of <laughs> i i read the summary of it right uh it's called <laughs> the dinosaur and 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 i 
I'm sure you guys can describe it better than I can read it. But one thing I found was interesting is, uh, um, Mia, you you just wrapped up memories, right? And yes. isn't that tie into Dinosaur a little bit somehow? Is it like where your character was obsessed with the lead character in Dinosaur? Is that, is that am I reading that right? I'm um, sensing a track record. No, <laughs> no, I would say Memories was definitely a two-sided love affair. I feel like in Dinosaur, it could be described as completely one-sided. I am obsessed. Yeah, so a little, a little bit different, but yeah, no, it was. I think this character was a lot of fun to play. Definitely. So yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so, so dinosaur. So, if, like. The the way I read this, uh, I'm I'm reading this. A famous actor has fallen from grace after a minor car accident in an Uber on Halloween. Which already that well, that first sentence, I love it. Right? Yeah, it's great. like I'm already sucked in. But even better is if he's got a small scar on his face as a result of the accident and is no longer able to be in public without wearing a dinosaur mask. Which yep. is brilliant. Have you have you guys uh, have you guys already started shooting this? Is it already shot? Or are you guys getting ready to? Yeah, we're in the middle of shooting in right now. Shooting, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we shot a couple days. We got a couple left to go. Um, it's been wild. Uh, Mason, our director, has taken the approach of uh, doing this like uh, improv mockumentary style, which is fun. So, I mean, one of the funnest sets I've been on. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really cool. Like the cast is incredible, and honestly, you have to have extremely strong actors because everyone's improvising. But it's like curb your, enth- curb your enthusiasm the way they do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's an outline for the scenes, yeah, and it's like these are the things to get. And then it's a free for all, <laughs> and then you just have to know your character or yeah. figure your character out really quickly on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's been it's been super fun and weird and and so silly. Mm. Yeah. Now, as as actors, now I know Mia, you had mentioned uh, doing some uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, which is you know yeah. here Chicago is uh, is an improv town, obviously, but. Um, Second city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and as as actors, do you guys is is that a challenge? Do you almost prefer there being like more of a, a, a script to follow as opposed to here's here's where we want you to get to and go? Mm. I mean, there's something about improv that just, I don't know, it's like really the essence of acting. You have to be on it. Otherwise, it just doesn't work, you know, and it's those like basic foundations of acting where you have to connect because if you're not connecting with the other actor, the scene's not going to work. Yeah. So, I mean, this uh, obviously a script is very easy and, like, you know, you just kind of go along with it. But with improv, it's every take is different. Yeah. You know, there's no pre-planning it. As Nadeep said, it's just an outline. So it's it's scary, but it's fun. Yeah. I think with, like, a when you have a script, you have you, there's a blueprint. There's the yeah, way. Yeah, you're, you're prepared. You're yeah. Just, you know what's coming. And you have to find your spontaneity within that, mm. which is its own challenge own fun but uh um with with like this kind of a process it's uh you have to fully trust the filmmakers exactly you have to trust your director you have to trust your writer the the producers and everything because ostensibly you're just giving them a whole bunch of stuff and hoping that it fits yeah and they'll and they and you know to be fair it's like we'll give the first like you know the run of it and then if there's something specific that they want they you know just pinpoint that yeah mason will be like hey let's key in on this stuff or whatever which is great but it's it's yeah it's 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 both it's just a different type of challenge you know yeah yeah it's like 
it would be like oh acting for tv versus a short film versus a theater yeah, piece of theater yeah doing something like this is just it, it's scary in that you have no idea where anything's gonna go mm-hmm. but you know you've got to shape it while yeah. you're doing it and that's, that's so true. yeah and that's really yeah. really fun so it's like you're in a maze while you're building the maze. Yeah, that's trying to get out of the maze that you're building. That that's <laughs> that's the beauty. But when I'll tell you what, when 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 improvised scenes work, there's nothing better than that. I think I think it's, it's the greatest. So yeah, oh my God. and yeah. I feel like for the greatest scenes in movie history were just improvised. They mm-hmm. just happened the spur of the moment at the end of a take, you know? Casablanca. Exactly. You know, the Clap. famous last line is that's just Humphrey Bogart being a badass. Or I mean I, Harrison Ford in Star Wars comes to mind. I love you, I know. Because <laughs> he, he didn't like the dialogue. Sorry, George. Didn't write great Sorry, dialogue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fun. It's it, doing something like this was just so purely improv. Yeah. It's it's almost like a lesson in teaching, at least for myself, mm. that it's like, oh wait a minute, this energy that you're bringing here you should bring that to everything bring it to everything <laughs> bring, so yeah bring it to the scripted stuff bring it to all this kind of stuff so the, it's uh now it's fun now you you as a, a, like from from a directing standpoint Nardeep, I, I don't know if you've uh if you've if you've done projects where there they've been more improvised scenes or or if they've been more scripted is, do you think that that would be a challenge as a director that is that something you would ever attempt or maybe you haven't I have. I did one project. Uh, uh, it was called Monday Night Shakespeare. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which was he- which was very very which was like very much written like a bunch of monologues and everything. Yeah. But it was a, it was a similar sort of mockumentary style thing, and we had actors improvise it in, in that as well. You know, it's it, it, but not too much. It's interesting. I've gotten to the place with me again. I'm going to sound like an 85 year old man. Um, Go on. <laughs> my style of comedy is. Uh, I, I'm I'm always a big fan of of the joke of the scene and making sure like the scene is hitting that specific joke mm-hmm. and that like you know I'd rather have the audience have the big guffaw at the end as opposed to the little giggles throughout without the sort of big guffaw. So yeah, a lot of my true. yeah, so a lot of my work tends to go that way in terms of the stuff I'm making. Uh, now that being said, as an actor, I love doing stuff like this, which gives me free range just to be crazy and willy nilly. <laughs> now would I direct a mockumentary like like in this sense? Hell yeah. yeah. If, you know, if, if the right idea came around, came along in the script, I think it'd be super fun. It also would be, it would be, you know, as a director, I'm very type A right. and it's like this, my vision is what it is, which yeah. is sounds, it is, it is pretentious because it's, it sounds pretentious and it is pretentious. Um, and I love collaborating. So I think actually, you know, doing a mockumentary would be really fun just to be able to relinquish everything and just be like, yeah, and just be like, yeah, and just be like, Hey, okay. You got to get from a, to see good luck <laughs> i don't care what yeah i don't care what b is but i just need to get you to see yes. and just keep in your head that you got to get to see at some point you know mm. yeah I, I i'd be down for it i i've kind of like done it in like sort of small spurts but never in the sort of mm. scale that we're doing on dinosaur yeah. um which is remarkable and and fun mm. to experience you know every set's a learning experience so exactly. i wouldn't say no it's you know it's it's so crazy how how both methods work right like you guys were talking about you know Humphrey Bogart and and Harrison Ford and then you know what comes to mind is Arnold Schwarzenegger told a story once where he got in an argument with uh, uh, James I think James Cameron didn't he direct Terminator over the I'll be back line because he he was adamant that a robot would not know how to say owl you know. <laughs> 
and, and they got in a big argument over it, I guess. And it's just funny. It turned out it worked. So that a scripted line. He's like, say the line like I wrote it, you know. Because um, oh, <laughs> the robot wouldn't say contraction. He would probably be like, I will be back. Exactly. That was his point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. I mean, hey, give Arnold credit. He was coming from character right there, right? Yeah. Like, that's badass on his part <laughs> james Cameron though was like this will be better <laughs> yeah oh man but um so 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 dinosaur so when when this wraps where are people gonna be able to find this that's a good question that's a good question i i honestly I don't think it's know definitely gonna be doing the festival circuit. yeah it'll be doing the festival circuit i know the idea is that this is going to be used as a say a pitch pilot okay so it's a, to kind of create a bigger project it's probably going to do the festival circuit and then um, see how it really is received. See how it's received, and then also use it as like a financing opportunity to, uh, you know, make a longer form version mm. of it, whether that's a TV show or like a, a big, you know, a longer series or whatever it is. But um, that could be fun. Yeah, I think that's the idea with it because the characters are so fun and rich in here, mm. um, and like the casting's fantastic. So I think that's the idea. Uh, that the production crew and yeah. wants to do even is... the smallest characters have so much to them. Oh like, my god! No, yeah. one, no one is just a one liner. You it, know, it's remarkable. Yeah, it's like crazy. it's remarkable. All these people get to come on set and do yeah. their and just do their thing, and you're like, holy crap! Mm. So many talented people. But yeah. yeah, I think that's the ultimate idea: is festival circuit, and then you know get more money and keep yeah. making it yeah well i i know for sure that we'll we'll be keeping an eye out for it and and uh like you said uh directed by uh mason uh orfalia hopefully i yep. get that right we'll see yep. well i'm working on it but um but we yeah. love her yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh for sure you know we'll keep an eye out and we'll make sure we're, we're tweeting and sharing any any links that come through and and i'm sure you can follow uh uh nardeep and mia on on instagram for sure nardeep thoughts on instagram and uh and mia chalice on instagram those are probably yeah. great ways to pretty follow bad. pretty creative i i was a dumb dumb but i love snl so much and i was like this has got to be the best no, handle it's, it's 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 awesome it's awesome um <laughs> The, the other, the other, the, the last thing I wanted to talk about real quick, and and, uh, and I want to see what you guys have coming up too that we can that we can plug is, uh, um, you you uh, Nardi Beer in a project or Orbital Redux on uh, yeah, a very cool looks like sci fi thing on ProjectAlpha.com, which I, I love Project Alpha by the way. I didn't. I, have you been watching Orbital Redux? I I I I've, I haven't seen that one yet. I was watching. What's wrong with you? I was watching. Uh, I was watching the Joe uh, Manganiello uh, thing, but uh, but yeah, I, I love Project Alpha. I love anything like this. It's like just different ways to like to catch media, any whatever you like. You know, there's all kinds of different avenues to watch stuff, and uh, this is a really cool format. I think. Yeah, well, so I can tell you a little bit about Robot Redux right now. I'm really excited and fortunate to be part of this project. Uh, actually, what time is it right now? The newest episode, the penultimate episode, is airing right now, live. Um, wow. Yeah, and the final episode will be streaming next week. So uh, for, for those of you who don't know, so Orbital Redux is a science fiction show shot live with 10-plus cameras, with live music, live sound effects, no live everything that streams every Thursday at 6 p.m. with a pre-show at 5.45 p.m. Um, and then a post-show after the episode ends, whether that's like 6.15 or however long the episode's mm -hmm. going to be. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. I mean, if you're watching it online and you didn't know it was shot live, you wouldn't know. It just wow, – it looks – yeah, it just – 
the camera crew, the our director Steven, the actors, the Yuri and Yaz wow. who are in the ship, and all, everybody else. It's 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 a phenomenal sort of undertaking what they're able to do every week. It's basically you're doing a 15 to 20 minute play and you're just doing it from start to finish live. And it's this, it's, it's been super fun to do my character. Um, I play a, a moon station, essentially traffic air traffic controller. Because in the in this future, in the future of orbital redux, um, there was a there was a space calamity due to automation of spaceships. So now we have pilots again. But someone like me, who's this extremely intelligent astrophysicist, the only job I can get is to work at the moon station transit center, <laughs> <Of> basically. <course. laughs> and um, what's really one of the cool things is, so my character, there are a couple other characters, we're all either on the moon or on Earth, while the two other like the two lead characters are on the spaceship and the, the whole show it takes place on the spaceship wow so we are on pocket sets talking yeah. like speaking into a camera we've got earwigs and we're being simultaneously live cast into the ship onto their monitor so the two actors in the ship can interact with us live wow. while everything's wow. happening so everything's happening live and like if something that goes wrong we have to change it up and the audience can choose. There's like a, it's very interactive. Yeah. There's an interactive experience with it where it's like each episode, you get to choose one thing or the other thing for the characters to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's been so much fun. Yeah. Uh, teamalpha.com, I believe is the website, right? You, you would uh, join out. Yeah. Pro- I, never- pro- I got project alpha, but yeah, project, project yeah, alpha. that's all right. No project alpha.com yeah. for sure. Yeah, the hashtag was join team alpha projectalpha.com or you can search orbitalredux.com and it'll redirect you and uh, check it out. The yeah, yeah this the six episodes prior are, are up there already. Like I said, the newest episode is streaming right now, and then next Thursday is our finale of the season. Wow. Um, but it's it's I mean, uh, check it out, man, and and let me know what you think because it's uh it's it's a really remarkable undertaking, and not one element has been sacrificed to do this. Like. Amazing. other than the production side or the acting or the writing side it's just everybody's just doing incredible work and the nerdist and legendary entertainment are part of it too and mm-hmm. black magic there's a bunch of people that magic are involved with it. yeah yeah australian hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. hey come on now Full come on. <laughs> but yeah yeah it's it's been it's been great i i think it's a, it's always cool to see new and innovative ways to for people to be creative and that's that's awesome an interactive live show that's that's wild um, so, um, Mia, where, what, what can we look out for? I know we got dinosaur coming. Uh, where else can, where else can we see you? Where should we, where should we be watching? Um, I'll actually be shooting a film in Perth. It's actually a local film. Whoa. Yeah. So next January, um, it's very up in the air at the moment, but I know for sure it will be happening. So it's actually very different to what I've done in the past. It's a, uh, it's called boys will be boys. It's a film that follows a girl named Bella, and I play Bella. And it's it actually follows one night. It's a feature that follows one night in her life, which for me is just, you know, you normally as a journey for one night, it's just very different. And um, it just follows her and the male gaze and how a 16-year-old girl kind of navigates her way through a party. So wow. it's very interesting, but it's quite heavy material so yeah. i definitely need to prepare myself for that one but yeah no i look forward to it it's a very important story that needs to be told especially in this time so yeah it's amazing mm. very cool and that's uh at mia chalice on instagram that's always i think that's the best way to catch people because you can see pictures and all that fun stuff uh you know and uh, no no trolling obviously i i don't see a whole lot of that going on, on instagram um 
I hate his plays. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It's like who? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Instagram is a is a lovely, wholesome place. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. It's like the rest of social media. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and no and, <laughs> and and Nardi, uh, uh, anything else we can promote? Anything else we can talk about? I, I know, I know, Pog, you're, you're taking the festivals. Anything else we should be aware of and looking out for? Oh man. Uh, yeah, Pog is doing the festivals and will be released online probably the early half of next year, the first quarter. That sounds so business, but yeah. Uh, my other short film, Monogamish, which I mentioned, will also be released very soon. Um, they're both finishing up their festival runs. Uh, Orbital Redux, last episode is next week, which I'll be in, but you can catch the whole thing on um, Team Alpha. Uh, join uh, Team Alpha. Team Alpha, God, why? I, they're going to hate me because I can't get this thing right. It's Team Alpha, right? Uh, pro- ProjectAlpha.com, hashtag join Team Alpha. ProjectAlpha.com, hashtag join Team Alpha. Use code or- Orbital for like a free trial. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Trust me. We've been, it's, oh God, I'm so bad. But yes, yes, ProjectAlpha.com. Got it. Nailed it. Um, uh, I just recently was cast in an independent pilot uh, called Makeshift Society, which is about um, a, a female tech entrepreneur up in Silicon Valley, which I'm excited to be a part of. Wow. Oh, cool. Yeah, and then other than that, I'm I'm just I'm hitting the grindstone the next couple of months, writing uh, a bunch of projects, a bunch of features. Um, these bug and monogamish have been received so well, and it's kind of opening some doors. So, amazing, trying to get the next things off the ground. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome, and and congratulations to both of you. It's great to see uh just to see fun stuff coming out. You know, like you said, in a world where you know things are a little sketch and a little tense, it's it's fun to see some some you know, f- people being creative and, and putting fun stuff out and serious stuff, but you know, it's, it's nice to take a break and do the fun stuff too. So, um, so yeah, absolutely. And, uh, that's at Nardeep thoughts on Instagram as well. So make sure you give him a follow and, uh, um, and, and the website, the website too, I want to make sure I get the plug in there. Cause you got a really nice website. It's, uh, Nardeep com. And uh, we'll, we'll make you. sure we share that too, because it's a it's a really cool website to kind of keep follow and see what Nardeep's up to. So, guys, it's been a pleasure a pleasure talking to you guys. I can't thank you enough for doing the show. No, thanks so much for having yeah, me. Thank you. This is fun. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll 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 keep in touch and uh, hopefully have you on down the road. Yeah, for sure. For thank sure. You so yeah. Much. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good one. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. Nardeep Kermi and Mia Chalice calling in from Studio City, California. Mia is coming all the way in from Australia to shoot Dinosaur. Uh, we will keep you posted on that and where you can find it and all that fun stuff. Um, as always, thanks for listening. And uh, don't forget, we're on Spotify now. Uh, check our social media at Bill and Dave Show on uh, Instagram and Twitter. The Bill and Dave Show on Facebook. So please, please check it out. Give us a like. Give us a rating. Uh, hopefully it's five stars. If it's one star, whatever, that's fine. We'll take it. Uh, we're big boys. We can handle it at any rate. Uh, thank you very much for listening, subscribing, telling your friends. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Bill and Dave show or facebook.com forward slash the Bill and Dave show.